unexplained happenings are never ending. It doesn't matter what year you were born in, what era of humanity you lived in, or where you are on this planet, there are stories of ghost and downright unexplainable things that we just have no answers for. Welcome back to the swamp, and welcome if you're new. Today, I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true and unexplained paranormal encounters sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp, as stories like yours will help keep this show going on a daily basis. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe if you're new, and get ready for some creepy and allegedly true, unexplained horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. This first story is actually a personal experience of mine that I've shared in a past episode, but so many of you have recently asked in the comments for me to share it again that I thought I would do so. So if you've heard this and want to skip on to new stories, be sure to use the timestamps in the description and in the pinned comment. I grew up in rural areas my entire life. Whether it was a beef farm in Tennessee or living in the middle of nowhere central Florida, I've done it all. Growing up without access to most commonalities we have all grown accustomed to. Yeah, that's right. We had no internet, no TV, and yeah, you guessed it, no cell phones. I know the horror, right? I think of us as the last actual generation before the internet age. Not to say dial-up wasn't around, but most of us didn't have access to it at the time. But honestly, it wasn't all that nasty outside of the long, dull summer days where we would be cooking alive in the fields. Living out in an old Civil War cabin in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, shilled out some exciting experiences to say the least. This story will be one of the many I may share if you all enjoy this one. This story starts like any other. It was a typical Friday night, and my brothers and I were all home alone. As we didn't have much of anything to entertain ourselves with, we began playing Manhunt in and around the house. If you don't know, Manhunt is basically a more extreme version of hide and seek, if you will. Most of the time, we opted to stay indoors as it was pitch black outside. For a bit of context, our cabin was situated on top of a rather steep hill with a long winding driveway running down it. Our place had a basement level, the main level where most of the house was, and the upstairs that just had my room. We also had a back deck about 10 to 12 feet up in the air if I had to guess. Anyway, back to the story at hand. It was pitch black outside and going much further than our front porch at night wasn't something anyone enjoyed doing. The game was fun but monotonous with the little room we had inside to work with. At this point, I had the bright idea to wander off outside and hide on the roof to make the game a bit more interesting. This would soon be one of the biggest regrets in my life. At first, everything seemed fine. It was rather cold as it was nearing fall, and the weather was just starting to change. There was a slight breeze and the air was crisp and calm after a few minutes of me just sitting up on the roof, something felt off. I had been practically mesmerized by the sounds of crickets and cicadas. I realized though, that at the time the noise had suddenly stopped. This seemed very odd to me, but at the same time, being as naive as I was then, I didn't really realize that this only meant something terrible was going to happen. I sit there, as still as possible for a moment trying to listen as closely as I could. I can't hear anything aside from the slight breeze through the leaves. 
Then as quickly as the silence came, an eruption of noise came from the other end of the roof. For a bit more detail, we had a metal roof at the time, making it very easy to hear when things walk on the roof. It sounded like something had landed on the opposite end of the roof. I looked over, but could see absolutely nothing. This left me somewhat unnerved, and my first thought was to exit the situation. Before panicking fully, I remembered it could be my brothers messing with me, since there was no doubt they would have given up looking for me by now. I opened up my window and called my brothers. They both ran up the stairs shouting and complaining that the roof was off limits. As my oldest brother got to me, I asked him if he had been messing with me and making noises on the roof. He, of course, denied this and wanted to come up and investigate. So he and I slowly make our way to the middle of the roof and listen for a moment. Everything went quiet around us as I had earlier. At this point, I was already on edge and ready to karate chop a demon in the neck if I had to. We heard a pounding noise on the far end of the roof opposite of where we were standing. After what I think were three sets of six pounding noises, it charged us. Well, I think it did anyway. It sounded like hooves were running across the metal roof, but the only issue was is that we couldn't see a single thing. The entire roof was clear aside from us, that is. But somehow, we heard these very, very loud footsteps. It quickly approached us and began circling around us. I held my arms out to try and see if I could feel anything, but I couldn't. The weirdest part was is that I could feel the vibrations of the footsteps around us, but could not see or feel anything in the air. These footsteps circled us for many minutes, but were probably no more than a minute or so. It suddenly shifted position, and we could hear the steps trail off the roof and disappear into thin air. We quickly ran inside, locked the windows and doors, and huddled up inside, freaking the hell out. I love studying all things paranormal, whether it's his, kith, and kin, shout out to Brian Kaplan for posting kith and kin here, or true ghost stories. Both Cheryl Hughes and I are also interested in architecture. Naturally, I had toured the Winchester mansion and had a nerdy interest in all things Winchester. While my wife surprised me one year with tickets to the Winchester Mystery Tour and the Winchester Explore More Time. The Explore More Tour is for people who have already seen the Winchester tour. It takes you all the way to the off-limits rooms. For various reasons, this tour is not offered often, and they only sell tickets every 10 years. I was elated. I didn't expect to see anything paranormal because I had never actually had a magical experience. When we got there, I was super excited. First, we did the standard tour and had so much fun. I took lots of pictures that day. I'd be happy to post those pictures separately for you all if you were so inclined. But what I want to talk about here is when we did the Explore More tour. We got to see all the rooms that they don't usually see, and it was so fun. It was everything my little heart desired and then some. But then, we went down into the basement, and that's where things got truly weird. Right away, I noticed that sometimes pointing my camera at the hallway or barren room would show me a little facial recognition thing, like somebody was standing there. So my camera was thinking there was someone in front of me, but there wasn't. Well, I wanted to take some pictures of different things, but the rest of the group kept moving, so I admit that I was probably not doing what I was supposed to. But anyway, I found myself standing alone down a dark hallway, taking pictures of invisible people, like you do. Then Cheryl came up behind me and said, what are you doing? Looking back, she seemed a bit spooked, but I thought at the time she was just mad because I had gotten separated from the group. I said, oh, sorry, I was just trying to get a picture 
My camera is acting up and saying there's someone in this hallway. I'll go back to the group now. I was really surprised when she said, no, don't worry about them. Have you been over to that corner yet? She pointed to a spot where two sorts of walls came together, but they were kind of freestanding. So I think maybe there had been a plan to maybe put a storage closet there or something that hadn't worked out. Anyway, it turned out that Cheryl was just as naughty as me and had also been separated from the group, but she had found herself in that corner and she said that it creeped her out, so she wanted me to take a picture there. I was excited. I walked over to the corner while she headed back to rejoin the rest of the group. As I got close to this corner, I noticed an unsettling feeling there, like something was just wrong. But I was determined to get this picture for Cheryl. And besides, I was equally determined to not be spooked by anything paranormal. I pointed my camera, and then the camera said there was a person right in, right in front of me. I didn't understand it at all. The little face recognition square popped up and, well, I snapped a picture. Then it suddenly felt cold in that corner, like ice cold. I kind of looked up and around and then shrugged. I didn't see any vents or anything that could explain it. When I turned around, the rest of the group had already moved to the boiler room. I could see a small hallway leading from right where I was standing to where the group was, so I took it. I was in luck. Cheryl was standing right near the exit of the hallway, and I could just go right to her. When I popped out, she looked really startled and confused, then looked back in the direction of the corner and back at me. Where did you come from? She asked. I was a little startled because, as I recall, she had asked me to go to the corner. So I said, the corner? I got the picture you wanted. She looked at me sideways and said, but how did you get here? I just pointed and said, through this little hallway. She made a little skeptical face, then had me snap some pictures of the boiler room. After that, sadly the tour was almost done. We learned a couple more ghost stories from the tour guides and left. That night, Cheryl and I were at a dinner eating cheeseburgers and said, can you draw me a picture of the hallway you were talking about in the basement? I was a little confused, but I obliged. She looked for several seconds at my crude drawing of the corner and then the hall. Then she said, Okay, I'm not trying to be weird, but there was no hallway here when I was in that corner. I know because when I was standing there, I felt really creeped out and looked for a way to get away. Anyway, I would have taken that hallway, but it was not there. So we talked for a bit and Cheryl was shaking. I posted that picture I took of the corner to a ghost story page with the story I just shared, and I said, I don't see anything in the picture but this corner is where this whole incident took place. That night, we arrived at our hotel for the evening and unloaded our stuff. I checked Facebook and saw that I had a bunch of comments. Who is this guy standing in front of you? Or, is this fake? You photoshopped that in, right? So lame. One woman said, do you really not see the face? Well, the second picture below is everything other people have seen and were circling things, and I was totally spooked by that. Right in front of me, and right where I was standing with the camera, was someone with an angry looking face glaring into it. Don't feel bad if you don't see it at first. I didn't either, but it's there. Cheryl says she can't look at this picture because it makes her feel very weird like she did in the moment. And I guess maybe this isn't terribly scary, but that was our experience. Today's episode is sponsored once again by our good friends, 
HelloFresh. HelloFresh gives you pre-portioned, farm-fresh ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Heading out for one last vacation? Update your delivery address and enjoy HelloFresh at your vacation destination with just one click. Plans are flexible, so they work with your changing schedule. You can gear up for the busy fall season with 55 or more weekly options and take stress out of meal planning and prepping. From family-friendly to fit and wholesome and even veggie, HelloFresh has tasty and nutritious meals sure to please everyone. So, what are you waiting for? Join me and many, many others in the swamp. Go to HelloFresh.com Swamped16 and use code Swamped16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Swamped16 and use code Swamped16 for 16 free meals across 7 boxes and 3 free gifts. Back in the early 2000s is when this story took place. I was married with 3 kids. Two were elementary aged and the oldest was middle school age. My then husband had started a new job and it was the third shift from 11pm to 7am. I ended up being the only adult 5 days a week. Everything was great with the kids and us. We were in the middle of remodeling our bathroom. It was gutted to replace everything, including the floor. We had moved into that house in 1998, and no odd or weird stuff happened. I started noticing the two youngest kids' room would be a disaster, with toys everywhere. We cleaned every evening, so I fussed at them for getting up and playing. They swore up and down that they didn't do it. If anyone has kids, they will understand that lying is hard for some kids. My youngest would overdo anything if she tried to lie about it, and I could tell that she was not lying. Anyways, cut to a month or two later and our bathroom is finished. Now I need to describe the bathroom layout for this to make sense. The shower and tub is immediately on the left when you walk into the room. Across the tub was the sink. If you walk past both, there was a faux wall between the tub and toilet. It was to hide the bathroom. I was still struggling with sleeping alone. I would get into chat rooms, dial up internet back then, to waste time. Cell phones were minimal, and used for chat and calls. After chatting each night, it would be between 1am and 3am, so I would grab a shower to relax. This gets to the creepy part. Our new shower had two curtains, the clear inner liner and the outer fabric. This is essential to the story, I swear. While showering, it sounded like the bathroom door opened. The shower curtains would move from the air, and I could see the outline of a person. I figured one of my kids walked in to pee or something. I would call out to them, but get no response. I would peek out past the faux walls and see nobody. The first time it happened, I figured my oldest son was playing a trick. When I checked on the kids, they were all still dead asleep. I took a sleeping pill and went to bed. The next day, I told my husband about the experience, but he just said that I had dreamt it or my Ambien caused a hallucination. Maybe that would have been believable if it didn't happen every night. I began telling people in chat rooms and got dumb responses like, Why sour... Why shower so late? Has anyone died in your house? Do you have anything secondhand or potentially cursed that you might have bought or brought into the house recently? More people took me seriously than I expected. I doubted my own sanity at this point. So one person in the chat room was from the UK, and we were all online friends. She suggested that maybe something stirred up energy in our house when we remodeled. It did make sense because of the new bathroom, 
I figured I'd tell my hubby and go from there. Again, he just said I needed to sleep. When your partner doesn't believe you, it quickly turns into a fight, which in turn causes the energy, which in turn causes the energy to shift negatively. My youngest child, who can't lie, told me her stuffed toys and beanie babies were thrown at her the previous night. I didn't know how to respond or what action to take. I walked in from a quick trip to the market, and my oldest son asked me, when did you get a cat? Uh, I didn't. He explained that it was in our hallway where the bathroom and three bedrooms were. Our house was a one-story and had a basement. He also said it walked into my then-husband's room. He went to look for it, but never found it. So now, things are affecting my kids. My youngest son told me that he could hear someone talking to him in his ear at night, but could never see anybody. The toys in the living room would get dumped during the night, and my kids were scared. I never told them about my shower visitor because I didn't want to scare them even further. My oldest often would tell us about this cat that he saw multiple times. In 2010, we moved away from that house, but we did still have encounters until we left for good. I had a pervy ghost interrupt my showers five nights a week for years. I got semi-used to it. I was also told that from my info, I shared that our hauntings were happening during the witching hour. My three kids and I moved into a decent place and felt safer. I, however, blessed the entire house, minus the oldest son's room, per request not to. I then used salt in doorways and windows. I did not put a line of salt at my oldest son's door. Either we're cursed or something follows us. We heard footsteps on the steps when no one was around them. My oldest son would regret not having his room cleansed or blessed. He said he would wake up in the middle of the night to shadows of something breathing in his ear. One day, he said it felt like someone was right beside his ear and took the breath we take when getting ready to scream. It seemed like we were destined to be haunted. But again, nothing that happened would be on camera. We had an old porch upstairs that was made into a room with huge windows. We had a nightlight in one of the outlets, so we didn't have to be blind. My room was across from the nightlight, and it would often go dim and back to normal. We tested it out and messed it around. We tested it out, messed around, even flickered lights to see what would happen to try to recreate this, and we never could. I think this would be considered a ghost story. So, to start, I would like to specify I consider myself to be a sort of optimistic skeptic. I generally believe there is a rational solution to most things, but I fully acknowledge that sometimes things just can't be explained. I have a story that I think fits that. I live in the Alton area of Illinois. Among other things, it's known for being one of the most haunted places in the world. I've always wondered how exactly that's quantified, but I digress. I was a freshman in high school when this story occurred. A friend of mine had recently moved to a house across town. My friends and I would often go over to play Xbox and hang out. We always got bad vibes from this new house, though. On the main door, going into the house, there were these three enormous, what looked like claw marks. I wouldn't say it's connected to the later event, but it kind of set up the vibes of the house. Immediately through the door, there was a staircase going to a basement. Right at the bottom of the stairs was a small room. At one point, it appeared to have been a nursery. There were some worn spots on the floor, which looked like a crib once sat there and some childish-looking wallpaper scraps on the walls. The stairs led up to the kitchen and living room through the kitchen. The overall layout of the house isn't very critical, 
It's just important to know so you can see the stairs going to the old nursery from the living room. The house also had an upstairs room, but the way upstairs had a wall blocking it. Old photos of the place showed a staircase going up, but for some reason, by the time my friend had moved in, it was walled off with no way to get up. And believe me, we looked. I tell you all this because something was wrong about this house. Everything about it just felt off, like there were eyes on you from all sides at all time. My friend who lived there assured me he had never experienced anything out of the ordinary and that we were being paranoid. At that point, nothing weird happened, so we continued going over and dealing with the odd vibes until the first time I stayed the night. He was the only one with an Xbox 360 at the time, so we stayed there for the night to stay up late playing Halo 3 on his big plasma screen TV. The night ran on, and everyone else turned in for the night. I stayed up later to keep playing because I wanted to finish the story mode. Eventually, fatigue set in and I finally laid on the couch. After I got situated, I turned the TV off. I was using it for light to find my way around the messy living room. The reflection on the TV standing on the stairs was clear as day. A small boy, shirtless with tiny pajama pants, he was staring at me through the TV's reflection. I could feel my body immediately heat up. It's heating up a little now just remembering the event. I blinked a few times and he was gone. I took a second to collect myself and calm down. I shook my head thinking I was tired from playing games. One of my other friends who I thought was asleep on the nearby love seat said, Did you just freaking see that? I immediately turned the TV back on and we stared at each other. We decided we had to leave. The only problem was that the only way out that wouldn't wake everyone up through the middle of the night was going by the stairs where we just saw the kid. Admittedly, we gathered our stuff far from gracefully and bolted out the door with our eyes closed. I unintentionally slammed it shut and as it closed I could feel my body heating back up and the feeling of eyes was on me was way more intense than ever. We darted back to my house just a few blocks we darted back to my house just a few blocks away. On the way, I had my friend recollect precisely what he saw. To a T, he described the same boy I saw. We never went back to that house. The friend who lived there said we were crazy, but to this day, I swear I saw something that night. I'm sorry if this wasn't the most spooky scary story, but I hope you enjoy it because it really did freak me out in the moment. So this happened just the other day. I, my brother, and our mom went for a bite to eat in town about 10 miles away. We had our dinner and made our way home with nothing from the regular occurrence happening. About a couple of miles away from home, we noticed a very tall, dark, slender figure was standing on the white line at the edge of the road near a foggy field. My brother was the first to notice and commented, What's this idiot doing out in the dark, alone, and standing so close to the road? When he brought this to our attention, my mom jumped as if she got startled by something and said, Did you see all those deer? I glanced to her side of the car and saw at least two dozen deer clustered in a type group, opposite to the unidentified figure. I looked sharply and quickly to the left, where the figure was, and by this time we were passing right by it. I saw what looked like the girl from that movie The Grudge, inhumanly long black hair and ghostly white skin, but no other distinguishing features were present. If I had to guess, I would say that they were at least six and a half feet tall from head to toe. As we passed, I got the whole up and down spine chills and goosebumps. What the heck was that? My brother announces, only quickly followed by my mom stating, 
Was that a person opposite the deer just standing there still staring in the darkness? What in the world? The creep factor really hit home then. Eventually, we made it back home. A friend of mine sent me a text. Are you walking around in my yard, trying to prank me? I reply, no man, I just got home from dinner with my family. There is a short pause. Then he sends another text. You need to see what I'm looking at right now. About 15 minutes or so pass and I get a video clip from him. And my blood runs cold. Every hair standing on edge. Every sense engaged. It was the same thing we had seen earlier. Staring at those deer. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true and unexplained encounters with the paranormal. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that helps the swamp expand its ever-growing waters. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify, please give this a 5-star rating as it helps me out a ton over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload them nearly every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's an unexplainable experience with the paranormal or something else, please be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'm always looking for brand new stories to share on the show, and I'd be so grateful to see yours. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you'd like to support the Swamp outside of that, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Be sure to join me on Discord, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.